It's Thursday and that means another episode so I am always really excited to be here. Today I'm going to talk to you about five ways to create a feedback culture in your workplace because feedback is seriously it's very important. If you don't have a feedback culture in your workplace then there's definitely something missing there because people should be able to ask and give feedback freely because If you've ever noticed when you've given feedback, whether it was constructive, especially if it was constructive or not, people get defensive. And if people get defensive when you give them constructive feedback, that says to you that you do have a feedback problem and that there is not a feedback culture in your workplace. So let's look today at five ways that you can start creating a feedback culture in your workplace and turn the tables so that people no longer get defensive, but rather take the feedback on board and then run with it. Okay, don't, they don't see it as a failure, but they rather see it as an opportunity to grow. All right, let's do it. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies, wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rekha Whelan, and welcome to the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. Today, I'm reading a review from JoJo's Livin, and JoJo's Livin said, so helpful to break the cycle, great resource to learn to lead from a Christ-centered heart. I deeply felt the gossip series. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad the gossip series helped you. So if you missed that, the gossip series was right at the beginning of the podcast, episode number three, four, five, six, and seven spoke about gossip. And I talked about what is gossip really, and I distinguished it between gossip and work and office gossip or office, sorry, office chatter. Golly, where's my mind today? I talked about the damaging effects on individuals, damaging effects on organizations, and what you as a leader can do to navigate gossip. Now, please also go and listen to Monday's episode where I spoke about my brand new program and my brand new book that's launching very, very soon. And if you'd like to be part of the launch team, I would really appreciate that. Being part of the launch team simply means that I am going to send you a a free copy of my book along with a free training that goes with that. And then all that you need to do in exchange is on launch date, you are going to leave me a review on Amazon. So please make sure that you read the book before launch date so that you can give a a honest review. I don't want you, you to give a fake review. I want you to give an honest review. And then also to share it on your social media. So if you're on my launch team, I'm going to send you all the information about the launch date, 
and all the information will, and even we can jump on a zoom call and we can quickly talk about it it's not compulsory at all but please put give me your name and your email address that's what i need so jump onto womenoffaithinleadership.com or you can simply click in the link click the link in the description below if you want to be part of the launch team i mean literally all you're going to get my book for free and all that you have to do is a review and share a social media post and you can do that on facebook or instagram so that would be amazing well, you can do it on both, of course. <laughs> okay, and I'd like to personally welcome Kari and Tammy, who are the newest members of the Facebook community. Welcome to both of you ladies. It is such a pleasure to have you here. And if you'd like to join the group, if you're not part of the group yet, simply go on Facebook and search Women of Faith in Leadership Community, or you can click on the link in the description below, or you can go to womenoffaithinleadership.com. So many ways to find the Facebook group there. And I am super happy to have you all there to get engaged. Okay, so let's get into the training today or into the basically the nuts and the bolts of today's podcast where I'd like to talk to you about feedback culture. And I quickly mentioned before that you will know if you've not got a feedback culture if people get defensive, especially if you give them constructive feedback. As leaders, it is absolutely your role to give feedback, whether constructive or positive. If you're giving too many construct too much constructive feedback, then it's out of balance. So you should be providing positive and constructive feedback to everyone. So if you're on the if you're in that space where you're only providing constructive feedback, then definitely you should be providing more positive feedback as well, acknowledging them. And, and there's a couple more um, examples that I'll definitely be mentioning throughout this episode. But if you're only providing positive feedback and no constructive feedback, then I'd like to challenge you on that thought process as well because some people don't offer constructive feedback because they're too scared of how the other person's going to react. And so therefore they just leave it. But really, it is your duty of care and it is your responsibility towards those people to offer constructive feedback because how are they ever going to grow professionally if you do not provide them with feedback on what they need to do differently? Okay, so this is really part of feedback culture is where you need to be able to provide positive and constructive feedback. It's It's never negative. So you always say to them, this is not negative feedback, it's constructive feedback. And the aim of constructive feedback is to help you grow professionally. That's why it's called constructive feedback, okay? We build on what we we have already done and we fail forward. And it's not that they failed, it's just that they didn't do it right and they need to do it better next time. Okay, so number one, number one, first way is to foster open communication, okay? Now, the way you can foster open communication is by encouraging your team to share ideas and concerns, that's very important, freely, okay? The way you would do that is you start by simply getting them in a team meeting, round table. Round tables are great, round table discussions versus just them, you in the front, and they're all looking at you. So that's not a great way to to seek feedback from your team. If you've got a, a, a shape table, okay, so a square table or a round table. Round table is even better because they look each other in the eye. Squares, square or rectangles, fine as well. Because when they're sitting in a shape or in when they're facing each other, they're not facing, each, they're not 
they don't have to look at each other's backs. Okay, so when they're all like a column, it's not column front style where they're all just looking at the front. Okay, it's not a, it's, it's not a great team discussion when you're constantly having to look back or you have to, having to crank your neck as what somebody else is saying. So the best way to foster open communication is if you can have your team meetings or meetings in a um, in a space where they can face each other, where they can where they can sit in a circle or in a rectangle or in a square, and they can share their their concerns but also their ideas freely. Okay, so let's say for example you're in a meeting and somebody wants to share a concern. Somebody else immediately shoots them down and say, "No, that's it's that's not the case. You're wrong." Okay, right. This is then very important. That's not encouraging open communication. So you need to set some ground rules before. So when you are having your meetings and where you you know for a fact that people are going to share ideas and they're going to share their concerns during this meeting, you need to set some ground rules before. So you set the ground rules and you say, okay, everyone, we are, and especially now if you've never done this before, you need to introduce them to the concept. You can't just, again, assume or expect them to know anything because people don't. Never assume. You cannot build your leadership on assumption. You cannot assume that it's common sense either because, remember, your common sense and my common sense are not the same because you and I didn't grow up the same way. The What I know in my head is not what you know in your head. So please do not run your leadership on assumptions. It doesn't work that way. Okay, so don't assume that people know how to be respectful towards each other or to deal with open communication or with concerns. Right, okay. So you set the ground rules. You say, right, everyone, in this meeting, we're going to share our ideas and our concerns for X project or whatever that might be. But I'd like to set some ground rules. When somebody shares something, you are not allowed to get defensive. You're not allowed to shoot down their ideas. However, if you have something in return to say, it has to be positive and it has to be respectful. Because if we don't do it that way, remember, if it's you that has something to say and somebody else shoots you down, it breaks down your confidence and then you simply don't want to say anything anymore. Okay, now let's be honest, there will be people who who will be bulldozers. They won't care, they don't care about other people's feelings, they don't necessarily care about anything like that. They also don't care if other people don't like their ideas. So yes, we've got various people around the world, various different emotional status as well. So that's fine. However, we've got to be careful that those bulldozers don't bulldoze everyone else who are emotional or who are sensitive. Okay, so we've got to strike a balance. Therefore, you've got to set the ground rules from the beginning. So then you will be the mediator during the meeting. So you've set the ground rules and there might be a couple more things that you want to say that I said, but okay, things like give each other a chance to talk, respond respectfully, don't shoot each other's ideas down, things like that. Then during the meeting, you let's say now it's an opportunity for them to share their ideas. Somebody might share their idea and the other person interrupts them then you remind them, then you say, just hold on, hold your thought, and let's give Sue a chance to finish what you were saying. Remember the ground rules. Or if somebody is concerned about something and the other person shoots them down, then you say, hold on, 
Let's just give them a chance to finish and then we'll hear your, your concern as well. So I know it sounds silly because, you know, this is, this is the type of mediation I do with my children at the moment because they are also not getting along. But in essence, I'm teaching my children how to communicate with each other. I'm teaching them how to confront another person because I've got my six-year-old son is extremely aggressive at the moment. He just wants to um, punch or kick or, you know, <laughs> he just wants to not do the right thing when it comes to communication, okay? So I'm trying to, and he gets very angry. So I I teach him when he gets angry like that. I said, okay, what did that anger help you now? Did you resolve your issue? No, you didn't. Okay, now let's try this again. Instead of getting angry, you're now going to say to your sister X, Y, and Z. Now say that. And then, okay, do you see now it's much better? Now we've solved our problem. So yes, believe me, whatever I'm saying to you at the moment literally sounds to me as if I'm talking to my children. But it's extremely important that we don't, we don't think about it that way. We, we're not going to think that, oh, this is so childish. I don't want to do this or I don't want to talk to people like that because you have to remember that we're dealing with human beings and human beings need what? They need guidance. And human beings look up to authority figures. Not everyone, but most people that I know anyway look up to authority figures. And in essence, as a leader of your department or of your team or of your organization, you are the authority figure. And it is your absolute job to help and to guide them to be better human beings but to also be better workers and better employees okay so but teaching them how to communicate better and respect each other and not interrupt each other is then part of your role as well okay and if you want to create a feedback culture where people feel comfortable to have their say because other people are not going to bulldoze them then this is absolutely something that you need to do Okay, so you did this, and you can do this during formal or informal meetings. And just remember, everyone's voice needs to be heard and valued. During a meeting, you can also call on the shyest person and say, hey, I've noticed that you've not said anything. Did you want to add anything to that? Give them an opportunity. If somebody then bulldozes that, then you say, hold on. So-and-so is busy thinking about what they want to say. Let's give them the opportunity. Okay. So that's point number one, foster open communication. So I've given you lots of tangible tips on how you can do that. Number two, lead by example, okay? So if you want to really foster a culture of feedback, then you need to provide feedback, positive and constructive. You need to show them how it's done, okay? Lead by example. Demonstrate to them that feedback isn't only a one-way street, okay? So ask them for their feedback, and I did this when I was still working in my leadership role. I asked them at the end of every single year to provide me with feedback on performance management. I'm on my sorry, on my annual performance review. It was actually not their role. It was actually my line manager's role. But I wanted my team's feedback. I wanted to know how I could be better as a leader. But also then, so that was the whole team. I gave them the opportunity annually. And then my leadership team, I met with my leadership team once a fortnight. So I would also give my leadership team the opportunity to pro provide me with feedback. Hey guys, what's going on? What do I need to know? You know, well, how are, you know how are people feeling at the moment? How did that conversation go? Or you know, what's the what's the word on the street surrounding this new project or this new policy or this new procedure? And it's not that I was encouraging gossip because that's not what I was doing at all. 
but I wanted to know how I wanted to know feedback. It was basically then they could say to me, "Oh, Rika, I think when you said that, people felt quite upset over it. Maybe you could have just said it like that next time." And then that was good because then that's how I knew that I could make make it better. And that was con- completely constructive. It wasn't negative. It was it was constructive. So. But you can also lead by example by providing actual examples. Share your experiences, be open to suggestions, highlighting positive outcomes of constructive criticism. And then when leaders embrace feedback, it sets a powerful tone for the entire team. So remember, if you as a leader can't take the constructive feedback from your line manager, then you need to go and do some internal work on yourself regarding being able to deal with constructive feedback. Because if you can't take it, then how do you expect your team to fail forward if you're not failing forward? Okay, so if that's something that you're really struggling with, then potentially that should have been my point number one, not point number two, but that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but maybe that's definitely something that you need to go and work on, maybe some self-reflection. Go and work with your line manager. Go and do some self-reflection. Why do you struggle with constructive feedback? Is there something that happened in your past that you have not gotten over yet that's bothering you? And is it con- why is it that you can't get over that constructive feedback? Is it because you feel personally attacked? Is it because of the tone of voice of the person? Is it because you just didn't grow up with constructive feedback? It's not part of your culture. Or you've had leaders in the past that just don't give any feedback. So now all of a sudden you're in a workplace that does give feedback and you don't know how to deal with it. Okay, there might be many reasons why you struggle with feedback but you do need to lead by example, okay? Number three, provide timely feedback, okay? So this is both constructive and positive. So when you realize, or you need to be attentive, um, attentive to what everyone else is doing in your workplace environment. So when they are doing something great, you need to give them positive feedback for that. You need to praise them for a job well done. But when they've made a mistake, remember, we're not going to crack the whip on them. But what we are going to say is, look, I've noticed that you made this mistake. Did you notice it as well? And how, how, how do you think you could have done this better? Because remember, remember John Maxwell's equipping model where he says, I do it first, then I do it and you are with me. You do it and I am with you. Then you do it by yourself and then you teach other people. So sometimes when it gets to constructive feedback and you've seen them make a mistake, maybe you just need to show them again. Maybe it's something that you can do side by side with them. Maybe they do it and you sit with them. Whichever way, or you get one of your leadership team members to do that with them. But giving constructive feedback means that they will just become a better employee, they'll become a better person, and they'll learn to deal with their failures or with their mistakes in a really graceful way without feeling like a fool. Because they're, they're going to be embarrassed, remember? And it doesn't help you embarrass them further or crack the whip or say demeaning words or anything like that to them for that mistake that they've made, even if it's cost the company a lot of money. Dare I even say that? Please, we are working with human beings and we all make mistakes, okay? So give timely feedback. Please do not wait, wait weeks on end provide feedback to someone because they've already moved on and now you coming back and you giving them feedback they've already forgotten about it especially if it was a mistake that they made they just want to forget it ever happens now two weeks later you're bringing it back up again so the quicker you can really do it the better because then everybody can move on okay 
And if you're doing annual performance reviews, please don't hold your feedback the whole year for 12 months until you get to December and then you give all the feedback at the end of the year. They have to wait a whole year to hear from you. Please don't do that. <laughs> Rather, make the feedback engaging, attentive and be genuinely invested in your team's success. That's what I want to say. Be genuinely invested in their success. And you can do that by giving positive feedback and constructive feedback. Okay. Point number four is about constructive feedback. So make it constructive and specific. Okay, so when you are giving feedback, please make sure that you give feedback specifically because people want to know specifically what it is that they did right or specifically what it is that they did wrong. Why? Because people use that as a catalyst to do it again. If they did something right, well, they're going to want to do it again. If they did something wrong, well, they're not going to want to do that specific thing ever again. Okay, so pinpoint certain behaviors, pinpoint certain things that they did that was good, that was positive, that really added value to the team, that added those dollar bucks, as Bluey would say, if you're a parent, you would know who Bluey is, <laughs> to the company, or those things that really hurt the reputation of the company. And the thing is, yes, some people do make mistakes and it's got like really devastating effects on the organization. But if you are willing to work with that person and say, look, this is the exact effects that it's had. However, I want to work with you. I know your potential and I don't want this to happen again for you. I don't want you to walk out of this organization with this on your shoulder. I want to help you and I want to work with you. But these five things, you can never do them ever again. Okay, so be very specific. And then please remember, constructive feedback is not blaming or negative. It's a roadmap for growth, okay? So please, if you take anything away from this whole podcast, it is this episode is that constructive feedback should be about a roadmap for growth. Very, very important that I want you to understand that constructive feedback is not negative, okay? We need to stop that negative connotation to constructive feedback. It's not that. It is a roadmap for growth. And then point number five is implementing feedback tools. So there's a couple of tools you can implement. For example, you can do anonymous surveys. You can do, uh, we had this feedback board on the, on the one place that I worked where you could leave an anonymous post or post-it note for someone else. So it was just a feedback board in the staff room and you could write on a post-it note positive feedback, not constructive, but this was specifically positive feedback for someone else, and you left it anonymously. Then you would pin it on the board, someone, that person would come in for their lunch, and they would see, oh, I got an, I got this, somebody has acknowledged me for this anonymously. And it became so nice that you wanted to see your name on that board in your lunch break, or you wanted to see when you signed out at the end of the day, or whatever it might have been, when you got into the staff room. And you, so people started doing extra, the extra mile so that they can get that extra little bit of acknowledgement. Now, we shouldn't only be doing work for acknowledgement. I get that. We should be doing our work because we're getting paid for it, right? That's why we were employed. But if people get acknowledged for their work, they'll work so much harder. Okay, so there's other platforms. So on Microsoft Teams, you can create a specific channel just for feedback. So this is what I had. We had we were working with clients, and if the client had positive or constructive feedback, we would put it in that one channel alone, and then I would tag the relevant team members. If it was really positive feedback, then I would tag the relevant team in that feedback. 
if it was constructive or the, the, uh, the client was a little bit unhappy, again, I would use that as an opportunity to say, hey guys, the client was really unhappy about this. How can we make it better? How can we make and ensure that we don't make this mistake again? Now, I do get that it can be quite embarrassing if everyone's on that channel and they see the mistake that the other team has made. I get that. However, we had an agreement in my team that we were not going to feel embarrassed about it, but everyone else was going to learn from it. So let's say, for example, uh, the customer said that uh, this person or this team made this mistake, then we would nut out right there and then in the channel, what were the mistakes that we made? We reflected on it. What were the mistakes that we made and how can we make sure it doesn't happen again? Then all the other teams can see that, okay, we should also not make that mistake again. Ooh, I didn't even know that that mistake could have been made. I'm going to make sure that I don't make that mistake. So it's actually a very good way for us to help each other and for us to learn from each other's mistakes as well. Again, feedback culture, right? So there are actually many other tools that you can use as well. I mean, you can have notebooks, you can have online platforms, you can have so many ways of encouraging feedback. But my num number one way that I would start off is verbal before you move to any of the other platforms because people need to be able to look each other in the eye and give each other feedback. Leaders are very, very scared of giving feedback. Why? Because they don't know how the other person's going to react but I want to say to you, leader, who are scared, who is scared and who doesn't want to provide feedback because you don't know how the other person's going to react. It doesn't matter how they react. Why do I say that? Because their reaction is on them. It's not on you. They own their emotions and you own your emotions. You own the fact that it's your responsibility to give feedback to people. They own the way that they respond. So if it's ever bothered you, you're not sure how they're going to react, shake it off. Just shake it off. It's not your responsibility. You, do no, you are not responsible for the way that they react. They are. So afterwards, if they've reacted incorrectly or defensively, then you can say afterwards to them, look, you know, because obviously they're going to walk off or you're not going to continue with the feedback in that moment. You're going to say something like, look, I can see you're really upset. I don't think we should continue with this meeting at the moment. I'll give you some time to calm down. And then we can, talk, we can take this, we can talk again in 24 hours. In 24 hours, they're going to come back. Then you're going to say, look, I noticed my feedback really upset you. Can you explain to me why you got so upset? Just unpack it with them. Understand why they got so upset. Because there's always a reason why people get upset. Things that happened in their past, previous work in previous employment, a previous leader or a boss that was really bullying them or a previous colleague that was bullying them or was really mean to them. But there's always a reason. And if you can unpack the reason, you will realize that you do not need to be scared to give feedback. Their reaction is on them, not on you. Okay, so I'm going to quickly just say those five again, five ways that you can Create a, a feedback of culture, a culture feedback in your workplace. Okay, so point one was foster open communication. Two was lead by example. Three was provide timely feedback. Four, make it constructive and specific. Five, implement feedback tools, various feedback tools. Okay, so I am really appreciative that you're here. I hope this episode was extremely valuable to you. I was really excited to share this with you. And this episode's been on my list to discuss with you all for a very long time. But I didn't feel that the time was right. 
And today I felt the Lord say to me, the time's right now to share this with the podcast listeners. They're ready. Okay, so just very lastly, please go and join my launch team for my upcoming book launch. I'm very excited about that. The link can be found in the description below or at womenoffaithinleadership.com. And I look forward to chatting with you very soon about my book launch. And then again next week, Monday, when there'll be a new episode. I hope you enjoy your weekend or the rest of your week, depending on when you're listening. Bye. so much for listening if this podcast blessed you in some way the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when i read it and it makes me want to keep going so please leave a review and your review will also help other christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for so whether you're on spotify or apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community and I look forward to engaging with you there.